Hello, this is Mike Lanier from CarshowNationals.com. Let's roll podcast with Jeff Thiston, my co-host. And hey, guys. person that you might recognize, Bogey from All Girls Garage. Hi. And uh, <laughs> we're doing, we're uh, getting away from the real world and talking about the fun world, I guess, right now. You know, with a lot Thank of stuff in goodness. Minneapolis. Yeah, Speaking of the so, fun world, how many seasons have you got on All Girls Garage? It yeah. seems like, oh, is it over 10 years? Uh, nine years. So close. <laughs> we are in close, our ninth year right now. Close to a decade. That's, Crazy, huh? That's awesome. <laughs> it's insane. I never, if you had told me 10 years ago that this would be my life, I, I, there's no way I would have believed you. <laughs> so tell, how did you, I know you're a car girl, and I just saw on, we were talking a little bit, and I, we need to talk about your Lego uh, your Lego habit, but how did yeah. this explain to me? How did you get into the the all girls garage? How did the casting process go? Um, can you walk us through that? Because I, I, a lot of people who aren't in, in Hollywood don't get yeah. all that. Yeah, totally. I mean, honestly, I wasn't seeking out being on TV. It wasn't something that I was looking for. I I'm a mechanic by trade. I've been a technician for a long time, my entire adult life. So how did you hear about the opportunity, or how did you hear about the, the, the All Girls Garage show? They found me. So oh. I, yeah. So I was I was wrenching full time. I had a small business. I had a small auto repair shop that I ran um, and started in 2006, and was just doing that. I was I was being a business owner and being a mechanic and doing my thing. And I get a phone call out of the blue from uh, a production company and. They pitched me on this idea. And the, the funny thing is, is I had been approached by a couple of other production companies previously, and most of them wanted like drama. They wanted like, we're gonna put a bunch of girls living in a house together and we're gonna watch them start to try, try to start a shop together. And I'm like, and eh, not interested. Yeah. So when my producer called me, I was like, mm, I don't think so, not interested. She's like, no, 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 this isn't drama. This isn't throwing tools. This isn't cursing and yelling. This isn't you know, anything crazy. This is working on cars and educating people and sharing our passion and our love for cars with people. She's like, please just come down for an audition. And so I checked out some of their other shows. They looked legit. <laughs> and yeah. I flew out to Florida for an audition and the rest is history. It's kind of crazy. Very nice. And where, where is your shop uh, or where was your shop that you, that you had? So I had um, a general repair shop in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, okay. And that's where I live now still. I sold that shop in March of last year. So it's been a little over a year now since I sold it. And I have another shop, Girl Gang Garage, which is not open to the public. That's also in Phoenix. And that is the shop where I do workshops and classes and um, all female builds and trainings to introduce and, and celebrate women in the trades. That's cool. Very cool. I know, yeah, I know you've done a, to work with the Grease Girl, who's one of my friends, yeah, uh, Chris yeah. Klein. She's wonderful. I adore her. <laughs> yeah, she was she very involved in the first all-female build, the Chevy Montage. Okay. Well, I remember I know her from. She was a waitress at my buddy. My I water ski, and my buddy who owns the boat owns a restaurant, and she was. Oh, okay. uh, she's she has that fifties look, and the uh -huh. restaurant was Cafe Fifties. And then all of a sudden, she asks me after years and years, "You going to see me this year?" Like. Yeah, how do, how do you know about SEMA? Oh, I'm going and I build a car there. It's like, wait, what? So, yeah, and then, and then I know she's Grease Girl and, yeah, so it's a, you guys have a very tight community. We do. Yeah. Well, anytime you're a, you're an 
minority, right? Like we're, the women make up 2.5% of all automotive technicians. So we, we tend to know each other. <laughs> 100%. And I mean, you're well known in the industry now. Uh, you weld, you got your show, you're, you're certified, you're legit, but do you, you must still get, uh, you know, she's pretty good for a girl. I, I get, it's funny, I joke around often um, about, you know, if I had a, a dime, a penny even, for every time I got a ridiculous comment like that, um, I'd be a wealthy woman. Um, I, it's amazing, 20 years as a master certified technician, shop owner, educator, trainer, TV host, the whole thing. And I, at car shows, I can't tell you the number of times people will come up to me without saying anything and they'll just take my hand, they'll just grab my hand and look at it and go, do you really work on cars? Oh, wow. They just grab your, wow, wow, that's mm -hmm. unbelievable. I've learned, like, while well, my reaction, like, I want to be obnoxious and respond horribly to that. I don't. I have learned to just smile and ask them politely if they would ever do that to a man. And normally they feel pretty sheepish when I say that. So. <laughs> they should, with the exception of, uh, I, I had a dream of playing a guitar and I have no musical talent. I can play an air guitar very well, but a real guitar, not so much. And I would get calluses and it's like anybody I knew that was trying to learn the guitar. It's like, all right, great, let me see your hand. You, got, you don't have any calluses, but I play and they can rip. But it's like, yeah, so I, I would grab people's hands. Uh, male's hands and just make sure they can play the guitar or not. Don't grab people's hands. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, thank you. Uh, I'll, I'll, especially, yeah. Now, especially now you can't, Jeff. Come on. Yeah, totally. But I remember I, when I, I worked for Chevy for a little while at the LA Auto Show, uh, one of our, our uh, product specialists was up next to Remember Jim uh, Jim Hall with the Chaparral? They, the Chevy designed this car that you climb. It's this weird prototype deal anyways. And the girl is up on stage with this in tight outfit and she knew her stuff but i i said that line to her you know sahar she really knows her stuff for a girl and she called me out after that she's like i probably know more about the corvette than you do jeff and da, 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 da. i was like you probably do and i won't say that again so i'm sorry and you're right and yeah so it's uh, a <laughs> yeah you guys have a phenomenal, phenomenal meme recently that said um about a, a motorcycle rider it says you're right i do ride like a girl so try to keep up <laughs> <laughs> My nieces, they have these sweatshirts. That's that's what they say. Yes, I ski like a girl. Can you keep up? Right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. I can't keep up with you. My nieces rip. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your, uh, I know we've interviewed Shag and have become friends with Shag from Iron Resurrection. And yeah. uh, Shag and I have a mutual, I know my, my nephew calls me the, the Lego master. And I, I hold that and I, I love, I'm a Lego whore. Um, and I just saw that you posted uh, up on the, uh, the the Instagram. Yeah, just, just a uh, is that like oh there it is? Yeah. <laughs> so is that a is that a Fiat or? Uh, it, it is. Look, it's so a Fiat cute. Fiat 500. It's a little uh, Fiat. It's so cute. This is my favorite part of it, though. The the roof. Let me see if I can figure out how to do this to the camera. It's got a little convertible oh, top, awesome. like sunroof. Oh, and it works. It's a rag top. It's a rag top. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> oh, man, I funny. love it so much. <laughs> so what do you guys do with Legos? Um, 
building them, playing with them, keeping myself busy when I can't work on full cars, full-size cars. Oh. Okay, I thought it was some sort of challenge or something. You guys are just hanging out playing Legos. I love it. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, they, they did a whole video on it, him, uh, Shag and Bogey, you know. Yeah, we're both just Chris Lego nerds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday podcast now, or you've been doing a Thursday show? Instagram live. Yeah, yeah. So I watched <laughs> that whole thing. It was interesting, and and I uh, reached out. I, I tried to contact Lego. Oh. But, you know, you get the good old company response of, you know, because I said maybe it could be for charity. Not my charity or anything. Oh, we <laughs> want you to be a 503C charity. I'm, that's not even what I'm saying, you know. I just like be kind of a cool concept and have a build off with other people on Motor Trend. That's it what I was trying to be. see. I know that's what Chad was trying to get going too. Yes, I contacted them and they finally got back to me. So then after that response, which really like yeah. a company response, I uh, tried to contact Will Arnett, the Lego Masters. He's the producer of that show, so. I'm like, well, I'll just reach out to him and see what he thinks. But yeah, why not? Still waiting, still waiting to see if he will, you know. But we'll see what happens. Never know. I like it'd it. Be, <laughs> it'd be kind. Of, it'd be kind of fun, you know. Just it having just so one much show. Fun. But you know what? Did, even say, even if not, kids? we could probably do it ourselves. Yeah, oh, 100%, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have any kids? You said, do I have any kids? Yes. No. Okay. Do you have no. nieces or nephews? I. Yes, I have faux kids. I have my like kids by adoption. <laughs> okay. uh, my choice. <laughs> one, one of my favorite things in the world was over Christmas and, and the birthdays is that uncle they, he would get the Legos and I would get to build them for him. And now he can build them on his own. And I have to <laughs> sit back with my hands and it's the hardest thing to do is to not participate in the Lego building. It's killing me. <laughs> when I so, got you know my first... I got my first Lego deal, this guy, because I did this one first. And um, my, I was so excited. I was so excited about it. And my mom called me up after she saw my post on social. And she's like, so now that you're an adult, I can tell you that when you and your brother were kids, we couldn't wait for you to fall asleep because that meant we got to play with the, the Lego. <laughs> <laughs> they at least admitted it. That's awesome. <laughs> they at least admitted it. Totally. Because <laughs> what gets me is that Drew will come over to me, uh, or my sister-in-law sometimes, like, all right, we ran into a snag, and then you've got to go back six pages or whatever, take the whole thing apart to get that one piece that's right. one hole off. Yeah. Just like Shag said, when he was building the Millennium Falcon, he made a mistake, and he had to go back, and 40, what was it, like 40 minutes later, he had, to, he had finally got it all back together. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a nightmare. So because I was trying to be fancy with recording it, because I'm ridiculous and I like was recording it in fast motion and slow motion and trying to do all these fancy things while I was doing it, I actually built it and took it apart and built it again. Oh my twice. gosh. Because oh. <laughs> I'm crazy like that. She's, She's got to memorize now. She can I know, right? I have so much respect for the engineers that build these things and come up with this. Like, I'm, I know some people can just take a, a bucket of Lego and like not know what they're doing or not like have a plan and just build something. 
I'm not that person. <laughs> like, I need the instruction book. Somebody made fun of me on social on my post recently. They're like, using the instructions is cheating. And I'm like, no, using the instructions is the only way that that thing is going to look like a car. <laughs> yeah. There's I 47 plastic bags here, man. I, <laughs> I need the instructions. <laughs> I'm not that good. <laughs> well, it's so amazing what, your, what they can do. Yeah, it's amazing what's, what's, your do, next, they, what's your next they, Lego project or what's your next yeah. your Lego pipe dream? Uh, so, uh, so here's my pipe dream is, so I had like the big pipe dream is that one day I will have a collection of micro cars, like little mini cars, like, like the Fiat 500 and the Mini Cooper and the Isetta and like all of the little cars. I love the little cars, but since I can't afford them and I don't have room for them, I'm just settling for a collection of little, little cars. So little, little. Um, gotcha. So I want to do all of the little cars that I can get. I know they have a Mini Cooper, but they have a Volkswagen um, bus, which isn't really a little car, but I still want to do it. Um, I don't know what other little cars they have, but yes, I want all the little cars. <laughs> all the Lego little cars. And then uh, once you have room in real life, uh, yes. You're in Arizona. There, there's a bunch of real estate in Arizona. You can get to your yeah, Isetta right. and your your mini. <laughs> money, oh, yeah. money, Ooh, money. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Now we were on the on the power tour last year. Uh, Mike Musto and I did a bit. We ran. We didn't run into. Uh, we met this individual who had. It's a Nissan, not Vespa. A Nissan. It's one of those little cars, and it has, I think, 50 horsepower. And a uh, Kale. Oh, that's it. On the I nose of power. You are the best. So uh, our director was Kale, and Kale's like, I bet you guys can't lift up, lift this thing up. So Mike got on one end, I got on the other, and oh, we lifted the back end up, and yeah, the Nissan Pal. They are so cute. I was actually, I was, I was spying one on uh, Bring a Trailer, uh, like last week, and it went for six thousand dollars, and I was like, I should have bought it. Not that I have six dollars, but <laughs> that's cheap. <laughs> Yeah. Everybody's on bring a trailer nowadays. I know yeah. the prices are going up like crazy. It's not the deal that it used. To. Bring a trailer is now like it's now big yeah. big money. Okay, but it's fun to watch. <laughs> so yeah, yeah I want to so have. I want them all. So with the uh, on Motor Trend, you guys you guys have been in hiatus since uh, uh, since March. I know Lucky's got uh, his hot rod garages. He's on hiatus. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so you you guys heard in March any any word? Sunday, I fly out Sunday. Wow! To start shooting more. Tomorrow, I fly out to Florida to shoot more. Yeah. Oh, it's that's a car show. Hey, it's a car <laughs> Let's roll podcast exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah, for that was very exciting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. I know you just did a post saying something about you know like sound like something was gonna be happening so. Coming soon, yeah, yeah. I'll, yeah. Be, I'll be posting more about it over the next couple of days. But yeah, we're I fly out yeah. like stupid early tomorrow morning. Oh wow! Well, thanks <laughs> for joining us today, then. Yeah, and that'll be starting season nine, or is that shooting season ten? This is still season nine. So we started season nine. We do like a calendar year. So season nine, we started filming in January, and normally we would have ended filming it in like October, but oh, we wow. obviously took a big break. Yeah, we. It's we don't do like the typical filming schedule that a lot of the the more um, 
the reality-based shows. Like we're yeah. not a reality TV show. We're we're a studio show, um, right. and so we don't. We're not constantly. They're not coming into my personal shop or Faye's personal shop. Like we're not filming for a couple of weeks and then that's it. We film one week a month throughout the year. So oh, interesting. Because, yeah. So yeah. because we've been paused for the last, you know, March, April, May. Um, we now are filming longer each time we go out. So we'll do three episodes instead of two episodes each time we go out. But okay, yeah, very cool. Uh, now, are, they said it. Go ahead, yeah. Mike. I, I was gonna say, now, uh, you are on the car owner virus podcast that we had, and yes. uh, thanks for doing that too. Uh, thanks to Shag, kind of got you, Shag got you involved with that. So, thanks to Shag for that. Yeah. Um, really, uh, Maybe a couple days after that, you got news that someone wasn't going to be on your show. And that was just literally right after you were on our podcast. Did you even know about that? Or is that just a surprise to you? No, you I knew about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't say anything, probably. You couldn't probably say anything. So, but yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. It, was up in the, it was up in the air for a little while. Like, we kind of knew it was likely, um, but it, it had only become like official. Um, a little bit before then, but we didn't make it publicly uh, official until the first episode aired, and then that was okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she's on Garage Squad, and I'm sure that's taking up a lot of her. Too, yeah, right? I mean, so she suffers from the same disease that I think a lot of us suffer from—the like the superwoman, I can do everything, and right. and you can for so long, and then you get to a point, and and I've been there too, right? For me, it was selling my shop. For her, it was, it was leaving all girls' garage, and at, at a certain point, you realize, like, holy crap, I'm I'm human, and there's only 24 hours in a day, and there's only right. so many things that I can do, and if I keep pushing myself like this, I won't be able to do any of them. So, right. so something has, something has to go, and that was that's the same reason, you know, in March of last year, I sold my shop. So it was the same. It's the same reasoning. So I'm I give her a lot of props for 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 being self aware enough to say. I, I can't, I can't keep doing everything. Right, right. Hmm. We so missed her. Why did her. you sell your shop? What's that? Why did you end up selling your shop? It was, it was time. It was, uh, it was time. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I miss it terribly in a lot of ways, and there's part of me that wonders if I made the right decision. You know, being re being real. Um, but it was the same thing. I was doing 14 things. And I was feeling like I wasn't doing any of them to the best of my ability. And I was right. tired all the time and I was stressed all the time. And if I wasn't working one job, I was working another job. And if I wasn't working that job, I was working the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh job and sleeping two hours a night and, and just like, I was killing myself. By the time, when I did that all female build, the Chevy Montage um, in 2017, I was running my shop I was running, so I was running 180, the repair shop. I was doing Girl Gang Garage. I was doing the all-female build. I was doing all-girls garage. I was doing coaching and teaching for World Pack. I was doing, 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 doing. And wow. by the time SEMA was done, like, I I tapped out for a few months. Like, I checked out of reality, and my, like, people were worried about me because I was just so drained and so exhausted, and, and it had taken everything out of me. Um, and I just knew at that point, I'm like, something has to, something has to give. Right, right. And it wasn't a contract thing, because I know some people, they get on a TV show, and they're like, 
Uh, you can't have a shop while you're doing a show. Oh, God, no. You got to sell it, you know. Oh, none of that. No, so that's they bad. were very supportive of, of yeah. all that I was doing. There was no issues there whatsoever. It was purely yeah. a personal decision. Right. Well, that's good. Because it was either I quit the show or I quit the shop. It, it yeah, was, right. It was did, one of the two. Did the show bring uh, business to the shop? Did the show help with that? No. No, not really. And when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. My shop was a general repair shop, so I was fixing John and Jane Doe's car and keeping them safe on the road. I was fixing 2014 Honda Accords and putting a water pump in it. Like I was doing general stuff, right? And the TV show caters to car enthusiasts and classics and modifications and hot rods. And so we would, I would once in a blue moon get a phone call from somebody at the shop saying, you know, I've got this 1970 whatever, right? Hot rod something. And, and I'm like, we don't actually even work on those at our shop. <laughs> so Wait, seriously? When we, we, were, we didn't work on anything older than OBD2. Oh, that's funny. You build because hot rods on the TV show, but at your regular shop, you would only service new, newer cars. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> because that's, because when you choose a business model, you have to, you have to kind of choose one thing to specialize in. And um, and our our specialty was keeping John and Jane Doe safe on the road and being every every man and woman's shop and being the shop that made people who didn't know about cars feel comfortable having their car serviced. And and that was our business model. So it, we we knew that we were really good at fixing OBD2 and newer vehicles. And when you try to dilute and do too many things, you wind up not being good at any of them, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, right. so did any of your John and Jane Doe customers know that you were a, a TV star celebrity hot rod builder? Some did. But not a lot. Okay. No, and and that might have been a failure on my part. Like I might not have promoted it as well as I could have. I I'm not so great at self promotion. Like I just Watch like doing what yeah. I do, right? <laughs> so yeah, self promotion was hard for me, and I. I would sometimes have customers say that, like, you should scream it off the rooftops that as seen on TV. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> but again, yeah. Yeah, if, it, if it was a hot rod shop, then that's one thing, because that's what you're doing on the TV. You can see what we do here. But if you're working on Hondas and Toyotas, then they don't care. And it's not going to affect them if you're yeah. if you're a celebrity working on their their car. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. It didn't really, people ask me that all the time. Like they didn't really, they were two different paths and they, they just didn't. Yeah. Well, you, well, you have the perfect name because everyone, you can say bogey and everyone knows who they're talking about, who we're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So she can just use your first name. Everyone's like, oh yeah, bogey. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because nobody can pronounce my last name. <laughs> can you? There you go. How do you pronounce it? Latiner. Oh, see, I've been wrong. It looks like yeah. Leitner almost. Yeah. Most of the time, if people see it, they can't pronounce it. And if they hear it, they can't spell it. It's one of those weird names. How do you, how do you say Mike's last name? Mike's He's last name? Leonard? Mike. Is, see, exactly. Get, yeah. That's what I said for the first year. And then he finally corrected yeah. me like, dude. Yeah. What is so, it? It's Lanier. Lanier. <laughs> A yeah. lot of people that know me in the car world don't even know my last name. You know, they don't know. They don't say it right. I never even cracked them. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're not as involved as like hockey where, where they've somehow managed to figure out how to pronounce even the most complicated of last names. You notice yeah. that? How complicated the last names in hockey are? Oh, and yeah. they always get them oh. right. But somehow yeah. the rest of us haven't caught on to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true.
So, Canadian uh, hockey night. <laughs> so what's next? I, we might do a, another car owner virus, but we might have to call it something else. Like right. the, the, I don't know. We'll think of a name. <laughs> well, but that was the, kind of interesting because re- that, that was right at the beginning, right? Like that was before yeah. the shutdown really started. And yeah. it would be interesting to kind of bookend that yeah. with do like a, a, a before and after <laughs> Because our perception yeah. of things is, has probably changed quite a bit. You know, I know mine has from the first couple of days of things. I I remember sitting on on that car owner podcast, you know, saying, who knew that the end of the world would look this calm and this normal? Because at that yeah. time it was, right? And now. It's just Lord, dragged on. It's dragged it's on so forever. It's so different. It's so different. And people yeah, are really. I think people are really sick of sitting at home for this long and, you know. This is one thing, but all yeah. the, the disinformation. One, you get one thing one day, and then they dispel that the next day. They come up with something else. It's been since last year. This has been going on, and there's no hard information that. I think that's the biggest. Yeah. I think that's the biggest challenge is the lack of clear leadership and clear information, and the, and the contradiction between. Uh, yep. With within our own, like within individual leaders, but also between the leaders, like. There's yeah. so much contradiction. There's so much lack of clarity. And like, do we need to get the country back running again? Absolutely. Do we need to be doing it in a safe and conscientious way? Absolutely. And it seems to be that we're polarizing into the camp of like those who wear masks and think that we should be careful and those who think that the whole thing is a hoax. And instead of like just being smart, like let's get back to business, but let's be smart about it. And instead we're getting, we're creating all this tension and it's really, it's unfortunate to see, really. Right, right. I agree, because I got, I showed up, uh, at, I'm up at Willow Springs right now for this this Optima Ultimate Streetcar event, and I walk in, and no spectators are allowed, but I know a guy who knows a guy. And uh, immediately as I walk in the property, they fling, they fling the mask at me. So I got the mask, and you know, some people are wearing them, some people aren't. And then a few weekends ago, there was this quarantine car cruise in Orange County. No one, but I, I saw a few people. So I was doing a video, and then, I posted the video on YouTube and got yelled at by this woman. Think of other people and FFC and I don't know what that, at that whatever she said to me. And I was like, I apologize. I hope I didn't whatever. But I'm, you know, nobody else is wearing a mask, and I I'm not going to wear one right now either. So what yeah, are you going to do? Like- I'm in the mask wearing camp. I'm not going to lie, but I'm also in the camp of I'm in the camp of let's respect each other, right? Like if you yeah, don't want to yeah. wear a mask, that's fine. But if you see me wearing a mask, keep stay. distance from me. Keep distance yeah, from me. Yeah. I'm obviously trying to, right? So let's be respectful of one another and let's not judge each other. I, I remember at that cruise that I think the one that you're talking about, Jeff, um, there was uh, Chris Jacobs was there, I believe, yeah. or he was something similar. And he posted and he was wearing a mask. And there were people yelling at him in the comments saying that he was being foolish for wearing a mask. And I'm like, whoa, 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 people. Oh, wow. Like, we don't have Okay. We don't know each other's yeah. situation. You know what I mean? Like you don't know if somebody they're yelling has... at me for not wearing a mask. They're yelling at right. him for wearing a mask. We can't win. Totally. Like let's yeah. just respect each other. Let's be easy yeah. and respect each other and know that we don't know each other's stories and we don't know. Like we don't know if he's if he's got a loved one who's compromised. We don't know if yeah. he's compromised. Yeah. We don't know. Exactly. So like let's just be like let's be nice to each other. <laughs> that I heard from a. Uh, you know, uh, my friend M- Mike Cotton, who's in St. Louis, told me that uh, that that quarantine cruise was 
all over his social media and apparently all over everyone's social media. Uh, it was it yeah. was just so nice to get out of the house. It was a beautiful day. All the cars were running. I, I know Kevin Hart showed up, the real Kevin Hart, yeah. the movie star, comedian. And I don't care uh -huh. about celebrities. I just like to see the cars. But it was cool <laughs> to see everybody out and about. And uh, I don't care who you are. I just want to see your car. So right. I forget your name, but you drive a 1970 Chevelle SS 454 with 411 gears and a Tremec. Yeah, that's me, but I forget your name. Yeah. That's all yeah. right. <laughs> I, I do the same thing. <laughs> I know there's too many people in the you know around here. There's a lot of car. You know, we go to this. We've been doing this cruise for like the last four weeks, and we're getting like a thousand cars. You know, so it's turned into something pretty big. The police are trying to work with everyone. Uh, there are crowds of people though. I mean, I'm like, okay, so much for social distancing here. But uh, it's it's just people are so. They're, I mean, they're putting all lawn chairs along the road and everything. So it's pretty cool to see. That's awesome. And yeah. mo most of the city is backing it. There's some people complaining, of course, the noise, but it's only for like three hours, not all day. If there's a car cruise, they're going to complain. If there's no car cruise, people are going to complain. Yeah. People yeah. yeah. will find something to complain about no matter what. Exactly. Sure. So no. now you don't have a shop anymore in Phoenix, but you've got your, uh, your private, uh, you do your private uh, all girl builds. And, yes. and you said workshops. Yeah. What so kind of workshops do these? So that um, that shop is also in Phoenix. That's Girl Gang Garage, and we we do the all female builds, but then we also do like intro workshops and classes. So intro to metal working, intro to welding, intro to body work, intro to paint, um, intro mechanical, kind of like all. Uh, why are you laughing? <laughs> well, intro to welding. Our mutual friend Jesse Combs yelled, called me out years ago. And uh, and she's a welder. I can't weld. And my buddy Cotton said he's going to teach me at some point. But then Dwayne Maddox from Miller said, Jeff, oh, when we're at SEMA, at this year at SEMA, have Mike bring the cameras and we're going to give you a welding lesson at SEMA. It's like, I'm in. I'm going to learn how to weld finally. It's going to be very special. Nice. This, this, this nice. is where we're going to have to have Bogey join in, too, because we have a seven-year-old that wants to do some welding. And she's That's right, Nora. Uh, invited to SEMA. So she's a uh, young gal who knows how to build a torque converter. It's so uh, awesome. I love the videos. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, they want to meet you, of course. So we should all I make that it. happen. So, uh, it's Yeah. She's really uh, she's getting into doing that stuff. So Why don't we nope. have her on today with us? She was oh, on last, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, she was on a couple weeks ago. But I post on Nelson's thing saying that we're interviewing it today because Nelson's like we've been trying we've been trying to get a hold of bogey <laughs> is, she, so. is she good on on camera does she is she talk well she, she, she's uh, very well but she's she's six years old so her attention span is yeah. very short uh but she she speaks very well and i told my brother about it like dude watch this thing she built a torque converter for us on camera Remember, wait, yeah. wait, a six-year-old built a torque converter? I'm like, dude, a six-year-old built a torque converter. It's legit. And she wasn't being prompted, right? She wasn't being like... No, she knew she where the veins went. She knew where the bearing went. She put that in. This isn't working right, Dad. Take that back out. He took it out. She put it in, made it run. He put it back in. It, it spun. It was... Yeah, That's she's cool. badass. Yeah, I need to get cool. there in one of my happy hours for a little bit. Obviously, for a short amount of time. Well, well, I have to meet up at the Weller, Miller Weller booth. Yeah, definitely. Kind of, kind of a cool thing if we get all together and do that. 
just got to learn how to weld. Maybe yes. Bogey, Bogey will have to teach you, maybe, Jeff. No. Heck, yeah. I'll get multiple lessons. This is awesome. Dwayne's going to teach him, you know, so it nice. should be fun. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff's so busy at the track. I know, Mr. Popular over there. Yeah, well, I'm, at the I'm, track. Yeah, I'm in the track. I'm in the Optima batteries in their in their big semi-truck. They're con look. Nice. It's so hard in there, so dude, I'm so in their hard. conference room. I'm in their full-on private. This is their SEMA rig <laughs> conference room. You know, the meeting in progress. So cool. I'm the one who's, I'm the, yeah, the, yeah, the jerk who's like, you mind if I sit in here for a podcast, guys? Yeah, who's in there? It's just Jeff. So you, you know, <laughs> you've, yeah. you've taken over their truck. You've taken exactly. over their truck. <laughs> exactly. There's a refrigerator over there with, uh, with Gatorade. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Comfortable looking chairs. I mean, you're just taking oh, over the oh, whole, whole deal. Yeah, it's so nice. So you're in Phoenix. <laughs> Have you ever gone to the, uh, the, you ever go to the Scottsdale Good Guys? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We uh, actually okay. had our most recent all-female build was at, at this most recent Good Guys. Okay. Um, I, I was about to attack you, but uh, and the, the reason I haven't seen you is because I'm trapped over my not-so-easy up uh, over in the autocross. So next time you go to the Good Guys, uh, head on over to the Not So Easy Up and uh, give me a wave or a hello because I'm I'm trapped there all day long. I, I mean trapped with all the love in the world because it's oh. it's super cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't Rough get out very much. Lead, Jeff. <laughs> right. So, yeah, Bear Jackson. By the, you go, the good go to Bear Jackson. Do Bear um, Jackson. Do I go to Bear Jackson? Oh yeah. I I generally yeah, yeah. work at Bear Jackson every year. Um, okay. They have a little. They have an area that they call Restoration Row, which is a little area um, with like interactive demos and things going on or builds happening. And so for the last, I don't know, four or five years maybe, um, they've had me emceeing that. So I, I get, nice. to, get to hang out all day on the microphone telling people about what's going on. So it's cool. We actually had, so bad, um, right? what's that? Not so bad, right? Not, not so bad. In fact, last year was really fun because this past January we had um, High Yellow 56, the 56 Chevy pickup that we built that was at SEMA last year. We brought that to Barrett-Jackson and we actually had a booth in Restoration Row at Barrett and we did a live conversion from carbureted to Phytech fuel injection while we were in the booth. So we had a bunch of the ladies from the build came out and we, we did it. Oh, that's while awesome. While everybody was watching and teaching people as we went, it was a lot of fun. It was That's really awesome. cool. Yeah, yeah. See, I got, I got Holly on my car, but I know a uh, girlfriend of ours, Heather Storm, has got, she's got Phytech on hers. And I know uh, Phytech, that's the main stage on the Power Tour. And Phytech Mike is their customer support. He's the nicest guy, Mike, over there. They're sweethearts. They, they helped us. Um, they guided us through the install. They, they were super respectful and super helpful, and they knew that we were working with some ladies who had never worked on cars before, and they were, you know, they let us do it, and, and that was really cool, but they provide great support. They're really nice guys, um, and, it, you know, it's funny because any you ask 20 different mechanics, they'll give you 20 different opinions about the same same question, right? Yep. So it was funny when I first mentioned I was doing Phytech, I had like half of the people saying, Phytech sucks, go with Holly. And then the other half of people going, Holly sucks, go with Phytech. <laughs> that's, that's kind and of I why finally, I brought it up. Yeah, go ahead. Right. And then I finally had somebody, which I, I really appreciate. He's like, you know what? You're going to hear people complain about both of them. And here's the reason. They're good for different purposes. And if you want to daily drive your vehicle, Phytech's probably your better option. 
if you're not daily driving in and this is more of a like you're looking for power and performance holly is probably your better option and i was like that's probably a fair assessment right like different applications and that's the thing we forget about in the automotive world a lot because god we're full of opinions aren't we like oh you've got a whatever whatever car you should do a whatever whatever to it and like we're just full of opinions right like this is what you should do this is <laughs> this is what i would do if i were you we're just armchair general in it all over the place and right. really like we forget to ask like, what do you want the vehicle to do <laughs> like how do you want to use it what is this for what's the purpose because that's going to change the answer you know and that's it and that's what's amazing in this day and age you yank off the old carb and for literally nine nine to nine i mean you're getting a throttle body fuel injection with a little computer it learns on its own and the i mean the damn thing got me from uh, the top of pike's peak uh, and i actually some idiot uh, i had to, I, my, the car shifted down and stalled on me uh 100 feet before the summit of pike's peak so i had to restart it it started right up at fourteen thousand feet and then the next week i was down 282 feet at the bottom of bad water um they yeah. start every time and the hot starts are amazing the cold starts are yeah. amazing the fuel oh, the, awesome. the fuel economy is amazing so yeah yeah i think i, I, I mean, love the new electronic fuel injection yeah but then of course you've got the purists who are like no keep it carbureted so you know you can't make any you can't make everybody happy right <laughs> it's right. true i mean and, no, and for as, as far as the purists yeah, as far as a purists go, if you're in a high-speed pursuit and the police are chasing you, at least with a carburetor, they can't use the electronic magnet, the magnetic pulse to get you. <laughs> right. Every everybody's oh, got their reasons. <laughs> <laughs> That's or the only reason I put my carburetor. Not just try not being part of a high-speed chase. I mean, that's that's a crazy concept, I know. That, well, yeah, where's right. the fun in that, Bogey? Where's the fun in that? <laughs> well, Jeff, Jeff drive across the country. Hot pursuit. There's probably some stories Jeff's never told me then since he drives across country all the time. <laughs> You've got no idea. <laughs> all right, oh, we have anything else? Uh, what do you think? Oh, we gotta talk about where we can find Bogey and and uh, well, I know she's, she's got on, uh, shirts. Bogey, shirt. oh yeah, you got shirts. Where are your shirts at? What is that? You sell yeah, shirts. Well, this is your Bogey. Yeah, this is your Bogey's bed. Garage. Oh, girls Garage at Motor Trend TV. She's owner of Girl Gang Garage and then Tech Force Foundation Ambassador. So where can we get your shirts at? So t-shirts like like this one. Yeah. She's wearing it. Look at that. <laughs> nice. Um, they are available on my Girl Gang Garage website. And if you go to my Instagram, there's a link tree. Um, so the link in my bio will take you there. Girl okay. Gang Garage followed by Heather Storm LA and Shag Aaron team. I know both of them. There you, there you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bogey's Garage on Instagram and Facebook. Girl Gang Garage on Instagram and Facebook. Um, there's there's a link tree in both of them that'll take you to the merchandise. We'll take you to the website. We'll take you to a place to donate and support what we're doing. Um, there's scholarship resources. There's all all sorts of good stuff um, in the in the links on both of the pages. I like to and see some the of the. I like to see some of the ladies, the gals, follow me. Uh, buy some of those shirts. Minnesota here, that'd be great. There you go. Awesome. I'd love that. And then, of course, you can see us on Motor Trend every Saturday. So Faye and I, um, every every Saturday morning, where you can see us on the app anytime you want. If you want to go wild and crazy, 
you can just binge watch all eight seasons <laughs> thus far and just go crazy. <laughs> so I, I have to tell you, I'm very impressed with it. You got the marketing. They've got the marketing down with you. Whether you can watch this at Motor Trend on the app, you can watch the Motor Trend TV. <laughs> they love the yeah, app. They got it. Yeah. They yeah. do. They're really trying to trying to push the app, which makes which makes sense to me. I mean, I that's how I watch it because I don't have cable, but I know not everybody does. So. Yeah, if you don't have okay. cable, it makes total sense. But see, makes- that's what gets me. My dad spends a hundred dollars a month for cable, and then they want me to spend a dollar ninety nine or four nine, however much for the app, so I can watch your show before it comes out on the Motor Trend. That's crap. Come on, guys. He's already paying yeah, his money. Give it to us. From- so anyway, it's hard. It's because right now I think we're we're so in transition as a as technology goes, right? Oh, like geez. we can't. We can't stop doing cable because there's a lot of folks who won't go digital, but then we can't stop doing digital because there's a lot of people who don't have cable. So you have to have both of them and you're in this like weird trying to make everybody happy and how do you start pushing people over to digital? Like it's a it's a whole mess right now and everybody's just trying to navigate it as best they can. Right, right. Well, and then after all the magazines and all that, um, then I saw the switch to to the app. So, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that where's the pride sense. in that? You know, my car just made it on this app. Who cares? You know, there's wow. no. Where's the status in that? My car's been in Hot Rod Magazine. I mean, that's. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest thing you could ever say. Hot Rod Magazine, Car Craft, Super Chevy. Come on. Not yeah, anymore. Not, not, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> so Times are changing, Jeff. Times are changing. <laughs> right. You have to speak up. I'm old. I can't hear. Huh? Uh, <laughs> that'd be me <laughs> well go give her a follower at bogey's garage yeah and uh, pick up your t-shirts at girl gang garage and then uh, tech force foundation work working uh, if, if there's any girls out there that want to learn how to weld or if any girls out there that are angry at metal and want to learn how to beat on metal and have a uh, make something pretty out of some beaten metal where they where, how do they uh, learn that there's there's a ton of classes that are that are offered all over the country, but you can definitely sign up for um, notifications about classes that we have at Girl Gang Garage, and and we can we can get you signed up for taking a class there. Um, and then if you're interested in pursuing it as a career path, uh, either male or female, Tech Force Foundation has a ton of scholarship resources and um, tools for future technicians. And there's a link to their scholarship resources on my Instagram. The, the link in my bio. So it'll take you right there. So there's a ton of opportunities out there for both men and women in the automotive industry. And um, I don't know that that's coming up too well. Too bright. That's no. right. I'm trying. Too bright. I appreciate the effort. You get an A for effort, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've yeah. talked about it. We've talked about it with uh, several guests we've had on the show here. Um, just the automotive industry has got a lot of opportunities. There's probably going to be shortages of mechanics. Me and um, uh, Joe Zoper talked about that on podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, you? there's going to be people hiring all this stuff. You know, there's going to be a shortage. Even there welders. Welder. There is so. already. There's a huge shortage. Shops all over the country are, are desperate for good people. And and it's the, I hear the same thing everywhere all over the country and Canada and, and quite frankly, across the pond, too. Like, this is a serious worldwide trade deficit and we're feeling it now but if we don't do something about it if we don't change our thinking as a society about the trades and about how how we help our kids choose the right career paths for them like if we don't mm-hmm. change this 
we're going to be in a crisis. Like people don't think about it, but you know, how do you buy anything? How does anything get to the store? How does anything get from Amazon to you? Oh, that's right. Cars and trucks and trains and buses and all of these transportation devices that we need people to be able to fix so that our society can run. Like there's a reason why technicians were essential workers, right? Because right. what the part right. of the economy that we're still going, we needed technicians to keep those parts of the economy going. And if we yeah, don't have why, those yeah, people, it's like why are truck drivers? Yeah, truck drivers are essential workers. Why? Three days without trucks, the country is stopped. No fuel, Done. no food, no nothing. Yeah, right. and people don't necessarily think about that. And I'm hopeful. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm hopeful that that some of this shutdown is bringing to awareness that fact. Like we need these people. We need all of us, the trades, those of us who are out there working with our hands to, to keep cars on the road and trucks and transportation, the whole transportation industry and the supply chain in general, like we don't think about it, but if, if we don't do something about this trade deficit, we're gonna be in crisis in a really short yeah. amount of time in the country. Right, I agree. And, and yeah, so uh, thanks for teaching all these people to that. I mean, that's, that's um, and get people interested in the industry. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a ton of great jobs. There's a ton of money. Yeah. There's a ton of opportunity. There's a ton of satisfaction and enjoyment in a career in the trades. Right, right. Well, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> and uh, we'll have to do our end of the year podcast, or obviously, hopefully, yeah. we'll meet up at SEMA. SEMA will I be hope a, so. I hope so. Hope we can all meet up there. So, and then you can meet Nora and Nelson Gill. Uh, great guys. So, you got to meet those guys haven't already um so let's meet up there and hopefully we'll do a show at the end of the year and see where we're at sounds good thanks for tolerating my soapbox <laughs> oh no, no oh, geez. I, thank you I for like coming on we appreciate it. it yeah we appreciate you coming on taking the time to spend with us uh i will yeah. see you at steema uh right. where you will teach you and Dwayne can uh, learn me some welding and then uh i hope to see you again at the uh, good guy scott scottsdale deal all right. Good deal. <laughs> All right. All right. Be Thanks good a lot, Take care. Bye. Adios.